I would say the best solution is to be very mature. You don't have to um, find the root of that, like, you know, to find the person who spread rumors around you mm-hmm. and confronting them. I feel like you just let it go, like in that toxic environment. When it comes to life, asking the right questions is what helps us grow. Hello and welcome to Curiosities of an Ex-Teen where we will be answering the question marks about the realities of life, wanting to live life to the fullest with meaning and happiness. Hello guys, welcome back to the Curiosities of an Ex-Teen. Finally, I've had a new recording since, I think it was since last year, around, no, it was almost two years. No, it was one year already. Because I think the last time I had my recording, it was somewhere around December of 2019. Which is so sad. I'm very sorry about that, guys. Um, so, it's been a long time. I had a lot of things in my plate. I had some busy issues. And now, I was able to record a new episode. So, hopefully, this could be, you know, like um, a monthly thing or a weekly thing. And, yeah, let's start. So, before anything else, I would just like to introduce one of my friends here. Um, she is also a college student, just like me. We have the same batch, right? And she's from Mongolia. And I don't want to introduce a lot of things from her, so I want her to do her own introduction. We have here Nuna. Okay. Um, first of all, thank you for um, coming up with an idea of doing a podcast together because it's always been my dream mm-hmm. to do a podcast, just talk about deep um, topics, right? Yeah, deep topics are really one of my great interests. So, um, thank you for the opportunity, and I'm also thinking we should do this weekly. Of and course. yeah, so about me, um, my nickname is Nuna, and I'm from Mongolia. You need to tell their them your real name. Your real name, okay. <laughs> um, my real name is. <laughs> My real name is Hosang um, Somya Bazar, and yeah. it is it has been very difficult for my friends to pronounce my name. So, I guess I had to came up with a nickname. So everybody knows me by my nickname Nuna. Wait, how did you end up having a nickname Nuna though? Well, in two thousand sixteen, I been to like a student exchange program, uh-huh. and I've been here in Tokyo. Oh, actually, yeah, into Osaka, yeah. Okay. To Osaka, and in 2016, so I had a lot of um, foreign friends who could not spell or pronounce Pronounce my name. name. So they just made me a nickname. So since like 2016, I've been known by my Mongolian friends too, and also my foreign friends by Nuna. So So you mean that you carried that Japanese nickname? To Mongolia. That's true. Nuna. Nuna, yeah. It's far from your name, right? Very it is. far from I mean, your name. At least I have the syllabus in my name, you know, like I still have the vowels. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I study at Toyo mm-hmm. with Patrick. We're from yep. the same batch, as same. he said. And, yeah. Right. So, basically, guys, um, Nuna here have been very far from Tokyo. I think it was about two years, right? Definitely. Two years. 2020. And then, um, the first thing that she told me back then, the first time we met since two years, was a lot of things happened. Like, a lot of things changed. 
Could you yeah. try to tell us more about what you have experienced in that? Okay, um, so let's let's go back to the COVID, yeah. pre-COVID era. Okay? Pre-COVID era. Yeah. Um, well, my first year had been great. We've been friends like in our batch. Mm-hmm. Like we used to hang out all the time. But then later, some I made friends with exchange students, and then I think since then, like we kind of separate ways. Separate, like yep. like followed our separate ways mm-hmm. um, with our own close friends. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then I had some medical issues, so I had to go back in June 11th, very specific. It was about the that. skin allergy that you have, right? Was it? Yeah, I, I, yes, I did. Mm-hmm. And then also, remember, like, I believe we got into quarantine around 2020, um, March. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. so I've been in quarantine for like almost two weeks, no, two months. Two months, yes. In Tokyo, and then I was actually I, already in the Philippines during that time. Oh, really? Mm. So I haven't been able to go out and hang out with my friends, and I basically, I got into like this depressive episode, and then my medical conditions were worsening mm-hmm. really bad, so I had to go mm. back. That was June. around June, right? June, June. June 11th, very specific. I remember that day. <laughs> yeah. And then so, yeah, and then I went back. And then, guess what? Now I'm here after almost two years. Two years. Yes. And everything has changed so far. Like, our, my friends from the batch has gone completely into their separate ways. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that Patrick and I are still friends until now and yeah funny thing about it is that when Nuna was what <clears throat> was away we don't really communicate when in um, in messenger or any social media sites yes. I don't know I just feel like because you were too far from um you know, like said like oh no Nuna is like doing her own thing as well yeah. I saw your Instagram you know like you keep on traveling and I was I was so jealous about it mm-hmm. to be honest mm-hmm. and like okay you know like after that one like when I heard that one of his friends, Jay, her friend, Jake, um, told me that Nuna was already here, and I was a little surprised, like, what? Nuna's already here? <laughs> they didn't know about that. And yeah. so, yeah, that was the time that um, Nuna, um, I tried to communicate with Nuna. But surprisingly, it was Nuna who first communicated with me, telling me that she lives a station away from my place, yeah. which is Shin, Shin Takashima Daira. And so... I think that was the start where we started hanging out again. Yes, right? definitely. Yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. yeah. And so we've been communicating today <laughs> a lot. We've been I know. having a like for the past e- few days. Yes, yeah. Until and you you know, like you heard about, you know, like new things happening here in the university, yes. right? So, um, because currently what we are, um, um, the reason why we, we had, I, I invited Nunet for this podcast is, Basically, uh, because we've been talking a lot um, regarding our experiences and what we have observed lately. And this really includes about the environment that we're in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so this is the reason why I invited Nuna here, because I feel like um, talking with her would be very fruitful and very mm-hmm. productive in this part. And this is more about, you know, like handling or being in a toxic environment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and... Unfortunately, this is something that surprised me, and I don't know if it surprised you too, but I did not expect that in an international um, university, 
in college, mm-hmm. I would still experience the sort of like high school experience. Yeah. The gossips, I know. toxic people. Yeah. So, um, what do you um? What do you say this one? How did you you know like react on it? Like the first thing that you heard that about these rumors that you heard here in the university. Um, my first. Um, feelings were like really like that <laughs> high school drama that we were so invested in yep. when we were in high school and I feel like I kind of left that phase out there at high school you know hmm. um, I mean in during high school I was not the one who gossiped around or spread rumors around I mm-hmm. usually was the target of the gossip oh yeah and I share the same thing actually definitely yeah and then like especially for some um, girls it's very popular to have um, bad things are saying said mm-hmm. behind your back and it's very hard to deal with during high school mm-hmm. you know because you're you're emotionally immature you're just basically immature in certain ways and it's difficult and for now now uh, there, if there's some gossip behind my back mm-hmm. about me mm-hmm. saying bad things about me i would i think i would just laugh <laughs> because i believe that i'm mature enough to handle that situation right. in a very mature way and yeah but most of the uh, most of the experiences that you had in high school was it more about gossips or are there any other toxic personalities that you have experienced like aside from being a gossip monger or aside from being you know like a spreader of fake news yeah uh, fake <clears throat> news just basically fake news about me how about going close around. how about close minded people you know uh close minded people there were a lot you know um some okay close minded people's come in a different like very different right um, very diverse they, mm-hmm. they're very diverse and I would say like uh, when I was in high school in Mongolia it was I was surrounded with a bunch of close-minded people and the thing about close-minded people for now I think of back I think immaturity also mm-hmm. impacts you to be close-minded <laughs> yeah because you're not you have not seen so many things you have not experienced a lot of things so you just believe that you know everything at mm-hmm. that time you know like when you're a teenager when you're like growing up you're like you feel very mature mm-hmm. you feel you're ready to drink <laughs> you feel ready to have like party hey i feel that one i mean i need to be honest i used to be like that when i was a child when i was not really a child but more like the young, the teenager you know like that feeling that if you feel like um especially that that moment we're in because during teen and teenagers you you talk about drinking like first time drinking yes. that hey i was able to drink when i was 12 and this and that i was able to go to the bars and this and that and i just felt like when i was during that time i was so narcissistic definitely that mm-hmm. you know like keep on um boasting just to tell them that oh you're already mature enough mm-hmm. because of those experiences mm-hmm. so yeah i just I just want to share about it because oh yeah okay now you mentioned narcissistic I feel like, okay, so our podcast name is like how to survive in a toxic environment. Yep. And I believe that narcissistic can be some of the worst um, trait that somebody can have narcissism. to make your environment become toxic. Right. Yeah, narcissism is a, such a big deal. And it when you don't know how to deal with narcissistic traits, mm-hmm. it hurts your feelings. It 
breaks you and it, I feel like it's really hard and until now I have not really know how to deal with narcissistic people but I do know some narcissistic people you, you know some I know and I have to deal with um, them personally but how did you you know how do you um, survive or interact with narcissistic people hmm, okay. I feel like if you take criticism if you take gossip about you in a certain way like mm -hmm. how you perceive that like how do you act on that mm -hmm. really matters how you deal with narcissistic people yeah um, yeah I would say that when you know how to deal with gossip and criticism in a very mature way you know how to deal with narcissistic people mm -hmm. and <clears throat> I feel that yeah I, I would say just I was very mature got really mature enough to deal with narcissistic people much better in my case um, because just like what I told you I mm -hmm. used to be narcissistic um, but I think the only thing that I, I, I was proud of is I'm not in denial of it like mm -hmm. I well back then when I was in high school I, I I did become in denial because I thought that I wasn't being narcissistic I was just trying to show off what I have in me mm -hmm. like these are my achievements I, I've gained this one and then I'm just I need just to be proud of it yeah. but not um, but Sooner or later, I've exp um, I've experienced criticisms from very p close to me, mm -hmm. and they told me that what you're doing, you know, over boasting yourself, um, is making you look like a fool. Mm -hmm. Because in some cases, you are too confident of not thinking about your technical errors, like for example, grammatical errors, logical yes. errors. Because if you become narcissistic, if that becomes one of your um, most um, challenging part to identify whether or not you're doing it perfectly or mm -hmm. you're just doing it um, for the sake of, you know, like being proud of yourself. Yeah. And so when they told me about it, then that was the time that I say, okay, mm -hmm. I was, I, I am narcissistic mm -hmm. and I, I need to, I need to change. And so I think I still have the trait of being narcissistic in some way, but I would say that at least now I was able to understand fully um, some of the traits that would, you know, like um, damage my identity to people mm -hmm. so I could at least now compromise with people so that I think that's the good thing that I that I experienced though I did have an experience of you know like encountering with narcissistic people as well and it was very hard for me to to deal with them so what I did was <clears throat> as much as I could you know like tell them in, in, in a crit um, in a more constructive way mm -hmm. and they keep on you know like justifying that they're not narcissistic so what I do is I avoid him. Mm -hmm. Now, um, aside from narcissism, what are some of the... Okay, let's talk about, to clarify things out, what are some of the toxic traits that um, surrounds your environment that you hate the most? Hate the most? Um, close-minded people. Close-minded people. That are speci like especially in denial of their close-mindedness. Mm -hmm. I would say that, yeah. For, for example, I'm very open-minded a person. Mm -hmm. um, I can shift, I can adjust my perspective mm -hmm. of life in mm -hmm. general in many certain ways mm -hmm. after I experience something yeah. else. Um, and then the social life is really important, especially when you're talking to your friends about these like these um, deep topics. Um, you kind of see 
people that who are very close-minded and in denial um, I feel like that's the most toxic trait that you can have mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. yourself if you if you really want to be in toxic environment. Right. But for and, for for those people who don't really know what close-minded is, could you try to explain what close-minded is? Um. Okay. So I'll try explaining uh, close-mindedness, especially in denial of their close-mindedness. Um, would be. Whenever you're talking about something, mm-hmm. they try to push their own perspective into you, mm-hmm. even though mm-hmm. the other person knows that that perspective is wrong. Wrong doing, <clears throat> yes, and they will be in denial of their wrongness. They right. will be in denial <clears throat> that they don't know. Mm-hmm. They don't. They haven't experienced something um, more than the other person. So. I would say just pushing your perspective and not trying to shift or... Like not trying to compromise with someone. Yes, Right. Yeah. You know, like when you really want to experience something, Mm -hmm. um, there's a feeling where you try to experience something and shift your perspective. For example, when you go to a different country, Mm -hmm. um, you're experiencing something. But if you only look at the nice touristic areas Mm -hmm. if you're only looking at um what to eat but then not focus on their culture focus on their (laughs) social um environment Mm -hmm. um that could be a really big problem you know right um you're not experiencing things and Mm -hmm. when when you go past that and then when you start experiencing things for example now we're studying in this very diverse universe, mm-hmm. like p- diverse um, people. Like we have a many international mm-hmm. students that come from like some even some countries that I don't even know. <laughs> don't even like I haven't. For example, um, Utopia. No, it was. There was. Wait, it was um, from some European country that I've never known, and okay. then she came, and I was like, whoa, that. Co- there's a country named like that and Mm -hmm. then you know like you experience so many things and when you start talking with those people they have their own perspective they have their own thoughts and feelings and um whenever you talk with them you're like oh yeah that's actually true like what i've been thinking is wrong and then i have to shift that or else when you're in when you're not agreeing with somebody you try to um put the boundary Mm -hmm. like put the limit like in like in the middle and then yeah. like okay you're you're trying to say that i understand i will get some part of it mm-hmm. and then i'm saying this so you will get this part of it and then we're just going to put it in the middle you know right such as that but close-minded people who are in denial would do do not do that i would say yeah <clears throat> right so you know, we, we talked about gossips we talked yes. about um close-minded people we mm-hmm. talk about narcissistic Right. Now, how about those people who experience depression and do not know do not know how to, you know, like cope up with it? Mm-hmm. Because there are instances like in our circles, we have some friends who are under depression, and that's something that we need to be concerned of as well. Yes. Because they are um, you know, like emotionally, mentally um fragile, mm-hmm. and we do not want to, you know, like to um worsen the feelings that they have. But as much as we could we wanted to help them they are um you know like having really problems in socializing that in some way it affected us as well yes and so 
not um not to you know like not to criticize people who are in depression yes. but more likely understanding how to deal with them yeah. like so um have you experienced um a close um friend of yours or any friend or you know acquaintance that suffers from depression depression and you had a hard time you know, dealing with them yes um okay from my experience um i also have been in depressive mode for for the last two years, mm -hmm. I would say, because I have not been socializing very well. And whenever I encounter like a like packed places. A lot of people. Yeah, like a right. lot of people. I tend to have anxiety more now. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it irritates me so bad whenever somebody else like touches me when they're just passing through mm -hmm. me, you know, passing on the street. Um, and I feel like Depression, anxiety, and stress comes from this ego of your like inner self, thinking that you know everything. You're the only person who must experience happiness like mm -hmm. in the whole world, and it's more about you, 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 not about them, them. You know, mm -hmm. other others, and. I would say I got out of my depressive mode after I started caring for other people. I right. started um, interacting with other people, mm -hmm. especially, and then trying to understand their feelings. And after that, I really tried to focus my energy on myself, on my thoughts, and come up with solutions, like scientific um, solutions, I would say. like. So, okay, more like scientific explanations right. of why am I feeling this way? Uh, so how can I deal with this? And so like rooting onto scientific proofs. Yes, scientific proofs about um, what is the what is like instinct? What mm -hmm. is how our brain works? Mm -hmm. How this genetics, um, this bloodline affects right. how we think, how we. Um, perceive this world and everything so yeah and then about depression is something that we talk about but we don't actually really talk about mm -hmm. or try to understand and depression is something that is not just connected to your thoughts mm -hmm. i would say it acts as in on your feelings more mm -hmm. for example even though you have your goal even though you have your purpose in life but then just someday you just feel like you're a big failure. Right. But then when you try to look past that, you're not able to because you're you're having a depressive like mm -hmm. you're having a depression, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's basically really hard to deal with and also especially hard to understand what is the root of depression. Mm -hmm. And whenever we're trying to solve a problem with ourselves, right? Within ourselves, we try to find the root, or maybe I try to find the root mm -hmm. of that problem. Mm -hmm. And when I was in depressive, like when I was in having experiencing a depression, I could not find the root. And then, so I read a lot of scientific proof, scientific mm -hmm. research on mm -hmm. what is depression, right. what is that. And so from that, like from that perspective, I would say how to do like. The best method for how to deal with people who are having a depression, depression would be just to give them space, try to understand them, mm 
um, you do not have to say everything's gonna be fine. You cannot say that. You cannot say everything's gonna be fine. Mm -hmm. No, you're just <clears throat> experiencing some stress. You know, try to solve it. You know, everybody has their own problem. Those things really hurt because that person who are, who is experiencing that depression does not know why they're experiencing it. You know what I mean? Right. So I guess just give them space. Mm -hmm. um, try give them space to know and understand themselves. And whenever they're ready to deal with that they'll come out, you know, they'll right. try to reach um, their friends, um, reach their family mm -hmm. or reach, try to interact with their community. Yeah, it's just yeah. like you're, um, because I also suffer from depression before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, after that one, it was a very hard time for me. Good thing I have a, um, a support system. I have some friends who That's were great. able to um, to help me recover and cope up about that one. Mm -hmm. And then after that one, I decided to go for a therapy. I had a therapy for two months, um, and then it actually helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. And I, I would say that um, for those who are, um, you know, like in the 20 years 20 to 29, mm -hmm. which is we are, you know, emotionally hyperactive. And I think we always need, um, we really need to have guidance, professional That's guidelines. And, you know, like, I always tell my friends about this one. Having a therapist is actually a very good way to survive yeah. adulting. Now, um, I never experienced or I never had so far a friend who had depression. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I did had before, but I, uh, we didn't really talk much. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but if I were to be in a person who had depression, mm -hmm. I think um, the only thing that I could do is to you know like be there as a support system if they need someone to talk to and i would do so like yeah. i would invite him mm -hmm. or her to mm -hmm. a social gathering but if she can't do it i don't want to force it yeah because there are some people also who you know like wanted to help the person so bad because they feel so bad about you know like their friend having a depression that they don't know that they're pushing it too much right that's true yeah right like um, instead of helping the person, they're making the person more depressed mm -hmm. because they're putting sort sort of like a pressure on it. That's something that I um, I was able to you know like to handle or to yeah, avoid yeah. in some way. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Now, <clears throat> okay, um, going back to the topic that we had, um, we we talk here about toxic environments. We talk yes. about gossipy um, people who gossips, mm -hmm. um, close-minded people, in denial people, people who have this dep um, depression. Right. Yes. Um, so, yeah. In 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 that extent, how um, have you experienced being in an environment where these uh, all these people or all these kinds of personalities exist? Exist. Yes. How do you in handle that. with that one? Um, I would say the best solution is to be very mature. You don't have to. Um, find the root of that like you know to find the person who spread rumors around you mm -hmm. and confronting them i feel like you just let it go like in that toxic environment especially toxic people you just let it go like let go of those people who are pushing you to be um to have stress you mm -hmm. know what i mean mm -hmm. to be like people who make your environment more toxic are the ones that you should definitely not be around and whenever you notice um, for example like I have um, 
someone who is very personal to me have some toxic traits in them and whenever I'm around them I it feels very toxic like yeah. very toxic and mm-hmm. how I know that it feels toxic is that you question yourself more yourself more um, with questions that you don't do not need to question like for example um, for example like am I good enough like do I have uh, good goals in mm-hmm. life and or maybe it could be just you know like um, it could be about your physical appearance or mm-hmm. it could be something very deep in yeah. yourself mm-hmm. right and like looking back now like now what I do is that I just try to be spend less time with them that's the only thing that we can do um, I like the way you you, you um, highlighted spend less time with them yes because you know like in an environment that you're in especially if it's a toxic environment mm-hmm. it's very hard for you to not really see them right mm-hmm. not really spend time with them that's true people yeah. would say just you know like don't meet them but mm-hmm. that's uh, in an environment where you are in that mm-hmm. toxic you know mm-hmm. like area it's really hard for you to avoid those people right that's true so that's what i'm saying like i feel like everybody should educate themselves on mental health problems toxic traits how mm-hmm. to there's so many videos about like how to identify narcissists and sister people or um, how do you how do I know that I've been grown in this narcissistic environment right. um, how do I know if I'm toxic how do I know if somebody's very toxic to me and I feel like you nowadays you can educate yourself more yeah because things are health. accessible definitely yeah um, back maybe like 10 20 or 30 years ago uh, mental health was not a big issue but mm-hmm. nowadays um, we need social interactions in order to survive so mental health if you do not have a good mental health um first thing that you can do is that just educate yourself right. more right um about especially about depression how to identify depression mm-hmm. how to identify stress mm-hmm. like um what is the um um how do you what is stress basically what is anxiety um how do i i don't know how do i confront people mm. who are toxic to me right and whenever when when you start educating yourself more you tr- like you notice those people um, you you notice you start identifying those people like very simply um, whenever like first for example like when you start a conversation right mm-hmm. and they start introducing themselves yep. and from that like how they're introducing will give because you there identification are, right like for example you're you're saying that there is sort of like a what do you call this signs yes signs of these kinds yeah. of personality yeah. traits right actually um good thing that you mentioned that one because <laughs> during the coronavirus pandemic yeah. like the the past two years mm-hmm. i have um you know like i told you i, I also suffered from you know um um, quarter life crisis mm-hmm. wherein I keep on rethinking about myself what I'm doing mm-hmm. what kind of productive thing that I um, I have been doing this past um, mm-hmm. past months some of my friends were um, studying crypto some mm-hmm. of my friends were studying trading some um, have started their own businesses yeah and what I was doing was totally out of what they're doing except the fact that I was so obsessed about podcasts mm-hmm. mental mm-hmm. health podcasts like That's good. listening to I've been listening to one of the um, one podcast in the Philippines um, called um, Adulting 101. Um, they have around f- 
one, about 200 episodes now talking about everything about um, you know like mental health and um, de- self development mm-hmm. and um, I kept on I just be I was just you know I, I started just being obsessed about that mm-hmm. one listening um, because I felt like I that whenever I keep on hearing about what they have been saying because the host also invited you know like pr- professionals mm-hmm. about it and I just said that oh I've I've experienced these kinds of people I've I've seen these kinds of traits with my friends and sometimes it reflects to me as well mm-hmm. and so it was easier for me to to become more mature and to become more rational when it comes to responding to the personalities of others yes it's and very so uh-huh. I think yeah you're right when you said that it's very very important that um, you know from our age right now yeah. we need to educate ourselves about mental mental awareness and mm-hmm. you know like. Um, become more, you know, like, what do you call this? Knowledgeable about what's happening or how people reacted. Mm-hmm. Because in some, in, in some, um, in some extent, this could also be one of the reasons why um, we don't think that we're, um, um, you know, like, we're doing an, uh, we're having a toxic trait mm-hmm. because we're in denial of it because That's we're true. not, we're, um, yeah. we're not aware. And no matter what other people says that you you have this toxic personality. You won't accept it unless yeah. you would, you know, tell yourself that hey, I'm, I'm, I'm being toxic, in in that's true in that extent. Yeah, and like advice on those people who are in toxic environment. First thing, just try to educate yourself. No matter if you think you're in toxic environment or non toxic environment, even though you think you're in a healthy environment, right. what if it comes out toxic, right? Mm-hmm. What if um, you've been in denial of that toxic situation? So everybody should start educating yourself. But while you're educating yourself, I would suggest do not um, identify and push that identification onto uh, some people. To a person. Especially like uh, narcissistic people would not accept that they're narcissistic. They would um, be offended. <laughs> yes, they would be offended and offend you in some way. And you'll be hurt. So that's... Um, when you confront narcissistic people, you're putting your your mental health at stake. Right. So it's very important um, how to deal with that. Um, you don't need confrontation. You don't need to tell um, specific medical names to people. Mm-hmm. You do not do that. But just educate yourself. Try to space out from those toxic yeah. people, right? And I think the the the, uh, the best way to to put that one into motion is that the idea that you are educating yourself about this mental awareness, etc., is not really to uh, not really to confront other people, yeah. but to act accordingly That's to true. to what should yes. what should be done. That doesn't necessarily mean that if you know that that is a toxic personality of your friend, mm-hmm. then you need to tell, "Hey, bro, you have a toxic personality in some way." Yeah. I mean, some people could accept that yes. kind of confrontation but the problem is not all people can accept that one that's true and in order for you to you know like to not worsen the kind of toxic um, um, you know like vibe that you already have mm-hmm. or you experience mm-hmm. you would rather um, just try to shut and just try to observe and just try to um, act responsibly yes like, that's very important mm-hmm. like if you if you you know like if there are if you just keep on observing yeah you know, like if you think that these people are narcissistic by the means of how you understand narcissism or in denial or close-minded mm-hmm. then that's already a sign for you to yeah. distance yourself yeah. and for people that you think that could be treated or you know, um, at least open-minded even mm-hmm. if they have um, you know toxic personalities 
I think that um, could be also a sign for you to maybe at least try to approach and then try to be a good friend in telling them. Yeah, that's true. And then like educating your, like, yourself on mental health means that you're there to observe your environment but not become a professional to identify other people's illness mm. or their mental health, right? Mm -hmm. So you do, not, you do not do that. And then the next um, thing that I really want to say is that people who have think they do have depression or stress or anxiety in some way, I would suggest having a professional mental health um, instructor right. or just a professional therapist. therapist would be the best option, especially after you know that you have depression, mm -hmm. you gotta have a mental health, like therapist. Right, but I have a concern about that one mm -hmm. because um, I don't know if this also exists in your culture, but because in the Philippines, for example, um, if you talk about therapy, if you talk about mental health, um, you know, like going to a psychologist, mm -hmm. or a, um, they would automatically brand you as sort of a crazy person. That's true. Right, yeah, yeah, if yeah. Um, they will say that, um, going through therapy is just for crazy people, I like know. for for you know, like high uh, mentally crazy, some yes. sort of that. So, and so, some people who wanted to try these kinds of things become scared because mm -hmm. of that stereotype, and so um, that 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 is something that in my in in my country is very evident. I don't know if that is also evident in your case, but. Um, for people who has the same concern, mm -hmm. which in we're in, they want to try it, but they're afraid. But mm -hmm. by the time, if people or the people in their surroundings would will see it, will will know that they went to a therapy, they um they would be brand branded as you know crazy or sort of like unstable or whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in my, like in Mongolia, we also do have that problem. Um, I feel like we are the generation to cut out that stereotype. Right. That mental health is important, whether you have an actual crazy illness mm -hmm. in mental in your mental men mentality some way, or that you even though you have just a normal anxiety, or you're lacking um, motivation or whatever, mm -hmm. you need a therapist who can guide you through your thoughts mm -hmm. to do something better and better yourself. Right. So, I would say. We are the generation to cut that out, you know, and we cut that generation, um, generation to generation stereotypes, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I just want to say that we are not like a professionalist. Yeah, we are not. On mental we health. are. Yeah, we are not. Just, um, you know, yes. like trying to say through experiences. Through experiences, yeah. And yeah, just try to educate yourself and get mental health um, to therapists. Why am mm. I keep saying mental health? <laughs> Just therapist in general. Don't you want to be a psychologist? <laughs> yeah, psychologist also could work. Um, I don't know. Just get yourself a good therapist. Have you have you have you tried thinking or asking yourself um, to become a psychologist one of these days? One of these days. Um, no, no. Just start to imagine yourself being a psychologist or a therapist and whatnot. I can. I actually can because I think like I I give good advices to people. Mm -hmm. I. Um, try to be a very good supporter. Mm -hmm. uh, I am also a very good listener in mm -hmm. some ways. Um, yeah, and then I, for the last two years, I've been working on my communication skills. Right. It's it's more it's not like business communication skill. Okay, it's, it's more, more yeah. like social life 
right. communication skill, mm-hmm. how to confront people, especially in relationships, mm-hmm. we lack. Mm-hmm. We lack that, um, you know, we lack that skill. So right. I have been working on how to communicate with people, how mm-hmm. to make your feelings known to the other person, um, how you you know put your thoughts out mm-hmm. and it's very important i think yeah. you know you can't just say like oh you're making me like feel crazy and <laughs> you do this you're doing this but it's more like whenever you are doing this and it's somehow it's making me feel this way mm-hmm. and stuff like that so i feel like we should really educate yourself and work on ourselves more yeah. before we criticize other people investing right? yeah. i think a one one way to highlight that one is you know like practice and just like what you said work on your communication skills Definitely. because communication skills can be um motivational at the same time very offensive to per, um, to someone that could you know lead to something um something critical or something mm-hmm. light mm-hmm. and so this is also um one of the things that i keep on telling to my friends um which i um I keep on highlighting that I am very sensitive when it comes to communication, mm-hmm. especially to the words that they use. Because mm-hmm. um, there are some tendencies we're in. If you are using a specific word wherein you do not really know what really is the definition of the word, mm-hmm. you might it might be misunderstood by someone. That's true. And that's yeah, yeah. how sensitive I am. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people would you know they scatter by using um, parties into gatherings. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I view these. two words for example different because mm-hmm. if we talk about party it's um, more active than having just gatherings gatherings are yeah. a bit more chill yeah. and you know like um, basically just these kinds of you know like close um, terms mm-hmm. could lead to different um, what do you call this different understandings mm-hmm. especially when it comes to confrontations like if you um, if you use some very you know like offending uh, offensive words but you don't really mean to be offensive yeah then it's not a problem of the person you you you, um, you know like you communicated with mm-hmm. because um that's how they understood it and yeah. you you understood it differently yeah so um a better communication skill is also one way for me as well to survive um an environment especially for toxic environment that's true because we do not really know if these um toxic traits of the people surround us mm-hmm. could also digest the kind of openness or open-mindedness of hearing some of the words that might be offensive mm-hmm. for them that you think it's not really offensive for yes. you. Yes, yeah. And I mean, like we're talking about mental health here, but we're not only talking about our mental health, right? Mm-hmm. And whenever you try to um, make your mental health more healthier, but please understand that like you are also responsible for people like people's mental health also right so that's why communication skills matters the Mm -hmm. most i think and just learning about communication skills makes you a better human being whenever you're talking about whenever you're i think i think it's it's i think you know like being aware about what's happening in your environment or your surroundings mm-hmm. at the same time being able to you know the communicate well mm-hmm. is a really good way or um, is your survival tool yes. for you to survive really in a toxic environment so because if you try to put it in a way they could be partners like if you know that there is a toxic you know thing happening around you mm-hmm. then if you want to confront them mm-hmm. you have a good communication skills then it would be a good way for you to help them but at the same time if you have you know like if it doesn't work that way 
you know, like just act out, avoid those people. Yeah. If you can't avoid those people, at least, you know, like try to minimize your interaction with them. And um, it's it would take a bit of while to really, you know, like remove yourself from the equation of this toxic true. equation. Yeah. Um, even we're not talking here about um, high school life or college mm-hmm. life only. It also applies for work, uh, the workplace. That's true. Even yeah. in families, right? Yeah. Even in families, that's the reason why. If you have a to- if you think that you have a toxic family member, mm-hmm. having a good supporting system outside of your family, like yeah. friends, mm-hmm. are really good things. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I think one last thing that I could say is that, um, well, um, if you want to survive in a toxic environment, you need to also make sure that you learn, you know, or you you identify yourself as who you are Mm -hmm. like am i being part of the toxic environment Mm -hmm. or am i being the victim of the toxic environment Mm -hmm. or am i being the mediator because the problem here is that um if you become part of those toxic people Mm -hmm. then that could you know like that could you know like that could cause um something bad as well that's true and then also you can mirror that you can also be the mirror of that toxic environment, exactly, right? Exactly. And then you could, for example, whenever you're thinking like, oh my God, I'm the victim of that to- toxicity in my life. But then what if you became the toxic one? Like you are the one yes, who's toxic. you're the one who's toxic. And I think we should really work on ourselves and try to understand and identify ourselves. And then after that, just educate yourself. If you're, in, if you're actually the victim of the toxic environment, try to get out as mm-hmm. soon as possible get help um get professional, a therapist, help. professional help yes and um yeah i would say i would say and then work on your communication skills you know mm-hmm. your words can be can be roses or arrows in somebody's heart right so we should start working on ourselves how many times do we mention mental health therapist communication skills what else education educate i think that's those are the keywords that we've been using the entire in the that's entire true. episode yeah we should right. count. <laughs> anyway um i think um we could try to wrap this thing up here um okay a final takeaways um what do you want to tell to to the listeners about those who are listening to this um episode thinking about if they are um they haven't started doing these things mm-hmm. they haven't you know like learned um you know like going to therapy they haven't you know like started listening to really um mental um you know like topic things mm-hmm. what are your um pieces of advice or your final takeaways for them yes um so i would encourage our generations um are we gen z mm-hmm. yeah no so- we're millennials Somehow. We're we're the last batch of millennials. Okay, sure. Um, I feel like we are the generation who needs to end this toxic cycle, right. maybe of our family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we are the people who need to educate ourselves more on mental health awareness, more, uh, and then also we just basically understand ourselves. Mm-hmm. We cannot push um, ourselves onto other people when we're not we don't know who we are Mm. in ourselves right Mm. so yeah and then communication skills communication skills Skills is really important yes for me uh, because i've been working on my communication skills for Mm -hmm. two years now and now i actually can think before i say a word i can act 
um, while I'm thinking I can act responsibly, mm -hmm. I can act maturely, mm -hmm. mature enough. And yeah, and I guess we're just all learning, you know? It's all about learning. It's all about think. learning, educating yeah. yourself, yes. I think that that's, that's the, the really root or the lesson of this kind of episode now. Like, you know, like there's a lot of things happening in the world, especially for, you know, like for people like us in our, in our age, wherein we experience and we easily get, um, you know, like um, trickled or triggered, sorry, mm -hmm. triggered by the feelings that we have. It's always important for us to, you know, like um, understand or acknowledge that we are experiencing these kinds of feelings, yeah. but shouldn't act shouldn't act basing on those experiences or yeah. basing on those feelings. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that you're angry. You will use that one as a reason for you to, you know, like just try to say bad things to people. Um, even if you experience, you know, like these kinds of um, heavy feelings, mm -hmm. you should still. Um, act accordingly yeah and in a good manner because that doesn't you know give you you know like acting in a very you know like a, a very um hard state doesn't give you justification of doing the right thing yeah if um it would still always be a boil down to what you did is wrong or mm -hmm. what you're doing is wrong yeah and so it would just make you um you know like a, a bad person instead That's so mm -hmm. um acting acting accordingly, having a good communication skills, yes. at the same time, you know, like being, um, educating yourself mm -hmm. would be, I think the, the best way for you to survive in a toxic environment.